Hey everyone, I'm Rhino. I'm Ken. And welcome to Podcast Rangers, a Power Rangers podcast where two adult friends talk all things Power Rangers from 90s to now, comics to toys, and whether you've seen one episode, every episode, or you're just looking to get into Power Rangers, all are welcome to join in on the discussion here. So what do you say, Ken? You ready to get this show started? Oh, I suppose so. Well, there we go. Let's get going. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. In this week's episode, Ken and I are going to be talking about our top three Blue Rangers. Uh, I feel like I was going to toss it over to you with a joke, but I couldn't think of one fast enough, Ken. I was going to say, aren't you blue with envy? But that's green, isn't it? It is. I feel like you don't know anything about colors or comedy. <laughs> are you sad with with our choices no this is going nowhere <laughs> this is terrible I, d- I tried a new intro and now it's thrown me you all blew off. your chance oh you did it um yeah uh well ken clearly you're the one you're here for the you're here mm-hmm. for the jokes uh i got the yucks the yucks yeah i i um so I was thinking it had been a while since we'd done just kind of a basic discussion that was just generalized throughout the series of Power Rangers. And we've done we've done like what makes a good villain. We've done, um, you know, best suit design. And I think we've done like best overall Power Rangers. And I think now it's time to do like who we think is like a best specific color or maybe not best, but who we feel like were our like favorites, you know, like standouts. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we kind of we went back to the list of seasons of Power Rangers, and I feel pretty confident about my list. How are you feeling about your list? Um, I'm pretty good. Like when you uh, sprung this on me a second time and I was like, OK, let me compile my list. I think it was only like 10 minutes and I, I had a pretty solid write up, I think, for some of these, along with some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I have I have a top three or uh, the three that I think are really the most standouts. Like like you said, and uh, I have two honorable mentions. So, um, well, let's let's dive right in. Ken, why don't you give me one off your list to go first? Um, I'm gonna start with uh, Tori, who's the Blue Wind Ranger. <gasps> oh, first blue, uh, first female Blue Ranger, right? Correct. Yeah, I, um, I am. I am a fan of Tori. I'm a fan of all the Rangers from that season. Honestly, I think they were good, good assembled, good chemistry cast. But yeah, yeah, and yeah, I agree. I like all the the Rangers on that season. Um, I like the the suit designs for the most part. I definitely like the the two later edition Rangers. But um, the the thing with Tori, I think like she is a very strong standout ranger for that season in general because she tends to be like the more level-headed of the the three like primary ones yeah um and uh so i i really like her um and i think she just kind of like evens a playing field she brings a lot to it and the dynamic with the the two boys and then when they get the other ones on there she also helps out a lot with um cam like Mm -hmm. i don't know like yeah i feel like he gets guff a lot and she's like, come on, guys. Yeah. He, um, they, I feel like Cam and Tori's relationship is, is almost similar to me of like Trini and Billy 
it's got that kind of it's kind of like mm. she's the uh she's the like bridge you know to the to not the character she's the like metaphorical yeah. bridge to the uh to the <laughs> you know to the super smart kind of because cam was also kind of like snarky too you know and she kind of yeah. like she kind of smoothed that over like you said mm-hmm. um i also like the fact that she i mean she's come back for multiple team ups but uh her role in um once a ranger i think was pretty good like we we talk a lot of mess about uh that season in general and how that special is not great, but the moments with the returning Rangers are actually really fantastic. And to have Tori be part of that. Yeah. I think is is pretty neat. Um, you're, her, you're talking about like, the 15 year anniversary, right? Yeah. So like with Adam, um, and is it sky? No, the once a Ranger, it was, a, it was bridge. Yeah. It's bridge. Um, so yeah, I mean Tori's my first pick with that. Um Tori's been a so part of like really good multiple crossovers cuz honestly the um the Dino Thunder Ninja Storm crossover is really good too mm-hmm. and she's like in if you remember they're like evil in that for the beginning of it and they're so good at being like the evil versions of themselves. I I like it. I like that she's been back multiple times. I hope to see her again. Yeah. yeah. She's good. Yeah, she's definitely one when I was going through the list, I paused for a second and like um, Ninja Storm is one of those seasons where actually it's in my list to go back to rewatch because it's one of those where it's um, it is the first kind of show that really kind of made fun of itself, like poked a little bit of fun. You know, it was kind of meta in that way where it it took itself a little less seriously than the show had been taking itself for, for a while. And, and it was fun. And it was the first Disney, like fully produced Disney season, which was, which was interesting. And it definitely, um, I mean, I, I often will think of that first episode when they go to morph and they don't really get it right. And it always, it always Mm -hmm. makes me laugh, but Tori was definitely, a standout um, for sure. I definitely agree with your list. So I feel like um, I'm going to just kind of jump in and say it. I feel like there's an obvious one here and people could grow and maybe, but I have Billy Cranston from mighty Morphin power Rangers on mine. Big so shot. You're going to Justin. Oh yeah. You know, uh, yeah. If I had said Justin, I would have allowed everyone to, I would have ended this podcast immediately. I would have cut myself off. The directions um, for unsubscribing to this RSS feed is in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, gosh. Um, well, I feel like for me, Billy, like when I was a kid and started watching the show, Billy was really the ranger I saw the most of myself in, um, where it was like you could be really smart um, and still be a superhero. Not that superheroes weren't smart, but Billy was like hyper intelligent, you know, and it was always mm-hmm. like, he wasn't just the guy making the stuff. He wasn't just Q to James Bond. He was what if Q was also James Bond, you know, and it was that kind of it was that kind of thing. And I also love I also love Billy's journey, you know, during the show. Do I wish it had ended differently? Of course I do. I wish I wish that maybe he had become the Gold Ranger or that he had stayed one of the Power Rangers and it hadn't they hadn't like pushed him out. Um, but I I I think he really kind of I love that in the in the beginning, the first season, it, like he's very not 
super confident. You know, he he doesn't really know how to fight, but he's always trying to better himself. He's always like going to these classes. You know, he's always like mentoring people, students. But then also you can see where that work kind of develops him as a character along the way, which is really interesting. I think about him in like season one with the overall and the glasses where it cut, cut to him in like season three with the tank top and the muscles and no glasses. And you're like, what happened? Uh, mm-hmm. And I I always... um. Billy will always have that special place in my heart. Obviously I have, it's one of the like few cosplay outfits I have is the mighty Morphin blue Ranger. Um, and then I, I also like, it's funny cause in the mighty Morphin power Rangers, not mighty Morphin power Rangers, but in the power Rangers 2017 movie, Billy is my favorite character too. So I think I'm just kind of drawn to that, inter- that character, you know? Well, I feel like they, so I'm going to let you in. Like my first top pick was also Billy. So shocking. Um, but the things I touched upon, you also mentioned like the kind of like development or growth that he had throughout the entire series that he was involved with, um, to go from that kind of like very like nerdy, geeky, insecure character, which I think like if it were handled now, like if they were to, and they kind of like 2017 movie, uh, like set aside, like if they were going to reboot Power Rangers now as a series, Billy would probably be your window into that world. Like the character that people could like associate with to be like, well, I don't feel super confident and I don't know if I could do this. Like you could be on a team with people who are very good at gymnastics, very good at fighting, very good at dancing, doing all this stuff. And like, you have this one kid who's like, well, I'm really smart, but I don't know if I can fight aliens. So, like that would be your kind of like gateway character. Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas, like, I think in the 2017 one, the way they approach it is, like, he's very much, like, the heart of the entire movie. Um, And kind of, like, the thing that, A, helps bring the characters together. uh, The thing that kind of pulls them to kind of, like, take things more seriously. Like, they see what he's able to achieve when he morphs for the first time. Yeah. And, like, he encourages them or strives to make them they strive to be better like billy um and then when you know what happens to him in the movie like that kind of like congeals them yeah uh, i, I always, think so. i think of billy it literally in the sense where billy is the tony stark of power rangers but without the ego and confidence you know he's the, the brash like alcoholism well, we don't know where he ended up after high school so who knows who knows what they're <laughs> serving on aquatar um what what do you have what other who else do you have okay um so my next one aside from billy is tj from uh tj's in my honorable mentions okay so he was in my main and then i had to move him because you said only three so well i said only three but okay yeah you did that um so he he started off in as a replacement ranger for tommy uh as the leader of the turbo rangers uh Mm -hmm. so he was turbo red uh which he did great as um i think but i think he really came into his own during in space um as one of my favorite blue rangers and i think we talked about it in one of the anniversary episodes with the uh like forever red stuff where you know he comes back as the um, is he? Yeah, he comes. He's back red as turbo. The red, that, uh, yeah, yeah. And we we're just like, I will always think of him more so as the the blue and space ranger, um, just because I feel like he he developed more there, 
Whereas he was just constantly in Tommy's shadow as a Turbo Ranger, I think. Um, well, also the, the show's quality is just so much better is in space than it is as Turbo. Yeah. So it's like I think about them. I'll think about all of them in their more superior roles, which is that in in space I think of. But yeah, but it is also really significant because he is the first uh, black individual to be the Red Power Ranger, and I think that's a big deal. You know, and so early, like early on to the show, which was good too. you know, in the history of things. But um, mm-hmm. but I always think like I know I you know, I, I can imagine what a big deal that is, you know, and that's I think yeah. it resonates with the core of Power Rangers too, being different people, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like anybody can be anybody sort of a thing. So I think it sends like mm-hmm. such a great message. It's like what you said. He's a really good Red Ranger. It's just that that show the show is not that season is not great. And it is like when people are going to think of turbo, they're probably going to think of the movie or the beginning of that show maybe. And so it, it wasn't really his own until they were in space. Right. Right. Which it's interesting because like a lot of the, the key points that I pick up on for in space are him doing leader type things, but he's not the leader of yeah. the team in, in space. Like he, he essentially steps down because he's like, well, I don't know anything about space. So like Andros gets to be the leader. Um, but TJ is very much like this kind of uh, like. I'm trying to think of the word like the Andros word. is um, is is like Jean-Luc Picard and TJ is Riker. TJ is like. I don't think in space would have worked without TJ. It was, he's not an interchangeable character. I think, I think a character like TJ having been like the, you know, stereotypical red Ranger leader really allowed him to still lead a team while Andros had to go through all of his other personal stuff with like astronomer and not really meshing with a team of people. It really made that dynamic go so well, but it wasn't like TJ was pushing him out or anything, but but that team needed more than just a red ranger leader they needed another like secondary right. and, you know strong back Andrews was very like very self-centered up yeah. at the beginning like he didn't want the team aspect whereas tj had this experience of working with teams and kind of leading them um and so liaison is the word i think i was like he essentially Ooh, liaison, liaison yeah good word like andros 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 is uh, a star fox character um Andros and uh, the other Rangers and kind of like helped them develop. And then there's obviously like the stuff with like the psycho Rangers. Um, he, he painted the suits blue, right? Yeah. Them all. Yeah. That was blue. his idea. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, uh, so I, he's, I, he's I, always been about him always Rangers. coming back too. you said, you know, he came back as red Ranger at 10 year anniversary, but then he was also blue in the 20th, even though he'd like said nothing. And, Mm-hmm. Um, but then I loved when he came back in the 25th anniversary, I wish he had more lines in that one too. But again, he was in space those right. two times. And I, I just, I see, I see him like with the helmet and I'm just like, oh my God, I, I don't know. It's just something where it, it just is one of those where I'm like, yeah, that's a guy that was like, this is his suit. That's that power ranger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, good, ch- I good choice. As like a favorite ranger, like he's in my top number of rangers i think mm-hmm. also so i think like definitely fits the bill for a blue ranger but all right yeah. what do you got next i have ethan james from power rangers dino thunder um hmm. i i think it's because uh again i think he was like 
you know, Power Rangers Dino Thunder was the first time we had revisited a dinosaur theme since the show had started. And obviously we got Tommy back. Um, I, I actually was going to, I think we need to do another episode to talk about how to- I don't think Tommy's a good red ranger. I think he excels when he's a color that's not red. And I, I actually think <laughs> him as the black ranger is really good. So I really like his role in this, but like, I like every person on this show, every single, like the, the ancillary characters, the bad guys, like I love every character. I, this is one of my favorite seasons for sure. I think, I, I think it's just as great as being its own, like kind of standalone season, but also like a throwback to, um, the original series in, in a way of not being a copycat, but it being like, okay, well they're in high school again and you've got like a jock red ranger, but then you've got, you know, the, the nerdy computer kid. And then you've got kind of the strange outsider and they kind of all come together. But I love that Ethan is like Billy in a sense where he's like super smart, but, but he's, he's like a new age. He's like the next generation of that where he's very um, like, he's so snarky he is such like i love like i'll never like i legit laugh when i watch dino thunder like because the the lines between them are so funny when he talks about like in the first episode when they're all they first are finding that uh command center thing that's underneath the tommy's house and they're like he's like yeah well the tommy's house um it's become a thing it's the tommy um so I like when he's basically like Connor makes a joke about him being a loser, but then Ethan's like, yeah, well tell me, tell me about it in another 10 years when you're balding and your football career is washed up or, you know, soccer career is washed up. And, and he's like, and I'll be living my dreams as a millionaire, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I don't know. It's just so funny. I just, I love how snarky he is. And like, I I don't know. He's also like, I love his suit design. I, I love the development of those characters throughout the season and how they come together and like become, better friends and that that season has really good character development and i just i also really liked all their fashion choices in that season as well and so it's like for me it's really like blue triceratops characters yeah i i know i i, I promise there is not another blue triceratops on here which is weird it's not even like a dinosaur i'm like yeah i love the triceratops but um i i just think i he for me is just one of those like i i when I think of my like the favorite Blue Ranger, my mind always like snaps right to him. Well, it's I mean we've talked a lot about that season, but I think like the the humor side of things definitely plays a large part of that because when we were talking about some of the better seasons of Power Rangers, when we talk about Dino Thunder, like the the thing that we kind of touch upon a lot of the time, aside from just like the character development or the just the characters in general. A lot of it is like the humor and, and kind of them playing with these archetypes, I guess, uh, and not just sticking to these very traditional like stereotypes, um, or at least if they are going to do that, like they're going to have a little bit more fun with it. So I think that definitely helps. Yeah. Um, man, I really want to watch <laughs> Dino Thunder now. <laughs> I just got my target, um, the the red Dino, the Connor Connor McKnight, Red Dino Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got that Lightning fancy packaging came in. Yeah, by accident. I, I mean, I got that, and the putty one came in with the fancy packaging too. So I, I think everybody who pre-ordered through ones. Target, yeah, everybody who pre-ordered with Target got those. Which I was like, I should have got my putty patroller from there. Yeah, they. I mean, they look great. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping Ethan is next since they've done that. They did the uh, Trent one, which I never got, and I'm a little bummed out about that. Um, 
But what do you have? Uh, who else do you have on your list? We went through my three because one of them was Billy. Oh, was it really? Is Billy your favorite? That's... Um, I think so. I I don't know. Like I I like to think so, just because when I was younger, I didn't like Billy at all. Uh, and it wasn't until later on. And I feel like you and I just outside of this have talked about these types of characters before. Like when I was younger, I was like, well, I don't like them because they're nerdy and they get made fun of. But like C-3PO is one of those characters where I was like, I don't like him when I was younger. And then it was when I got older where I was like really much more appreciative of those types of characters. And Billy fits that a lot. And I think it was probably when I saw him in the, I think probably one of the later times I saw the the Power Rangers movie from 95. Again, I was like, Billy's actually pretty awesome in this. And there's yeah. just something about the aesthetic with the suit in that movie. And then like oh. when he has his ninja powers. Yeah. It's, it's really great. Billy's fantastic. And the 1995 movie. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those, mm-hmm. like, you're right. There's just some air about it where you're like, you're like, I feel like he's great. Kimberly's obviously always great. I feel like, um, and but like, you know, I think like, well, Rocky and Adam don't really have moments in that movie too much, do they? You know, and like and um, like uh, I Aisha, disagree, but uh, I mean, OK, Adam does. But they I, I think like Rocky doesn't really stand out to me in that movie. But mm. anyway, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. We already did a conversation on that. So I guess I'll just give you my last one then, um, which is Kai Chen from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Um. I just was thinking that he is really different than most of the blue Rangers that we've had. Um, a lot of times I feel like the different varying colors don't really like aren't sometimes will just be defined by the color. Like I am the blue Ranger and that's it, you know? And like for like blue Ranger. Yeah. And uh, the thing that I love about Kai, I, I I've been rewatching lost galaxy recently and I, um, I always say like the back half of that series is phenomenal. Uh, but the like Kai to me always stood out right away because he is uh, like, I love his relationship with Corone. I love how much he detests Leo basically, um, you know, and he comes around on that, but he is just basically like, you're a stowaway. I am somebody who follows all the rules and that is how I got ahead in life. And I am a part of this, like this, this organization at, at, you know, at Ontario venture. And he very much respects his duty in that sense. And I just, I love, I love the journey his character goes on throughout that season. Another another season where I feel like all the characters go on really kind of interesting journeys because like Leo is definitely different by the end of the series, you know, um, and Kai is definitely different. And they they I just think Kai is somebody who has the air of being like, okay, I could have seen you being like a Red Ranger, but it's it's the fact that he's just such a. I don't want to say like pig headed. That's not the right word, but it is very like, he's very sure of himself. He's very like by the mm-hmm. book. He is very confident. Um, but it, he is, he is like, he needs lessons to be learned, I guess. You know what I mean? It, 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 it was hard for him to come together as a team, even though he excels uh, as being a part of uh, the Terra Venture crew. But I, I just was, was watching that and i was thinking like he's i always think about him like running down the street and morphing and like it's just he's so good I, i've said like a million times in this episode i don't know what's wrong with me today so good so good um i i didn't really 
think much about that, but I, I would say like he is probably my favorite aside from like Corone. Um, he's probably my favorite Ranger on that team. Yeah. I love Corone um, too. Yeah. When you're, when you're oh, I mean, uh, Kendricks, I love Kendricks too, but yeah. Um, I said Corone earlier and I think I meant Kendricks. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I do think that he is my favorite Ranger on that team. I, I agree. Like I think his kind of growth through being like this very, like, it's it's very similar to in SPD uh, with Sky, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of like how he changes throughout it, right? And he essentially becomes like, or he starts off like he doesn't like you know the Red Ranger on that, and then he's like, "This is I'm part of this, like we're doing this, blah blah blah, blah by the book." And then like he, I don't think he develops as much as Kai does. Uh, to the detriment, but I think that's probably why Sky is not on my list. But uh, I think it's a good choice with Kai. Yeah, I think I, I think you're right about um, Sky really kind of um, having similarities to Kai's Kai's journey. But I just like Kai better. I really like Archie Ko. Like mm-hmm. I feel like he's a good actor, and I really enjoy. I, I think he went on to be on like CSI or something like that for like however I don't know if it's CSI or NCIS or one of one of those shows. And, um, I've always, I've always been a big fan of his, um, but you know, big enough fan to not remember which one of the shows he's on. <laughs> so, uh, do you have any of other honorable mentions? Oh, I have a list of four. So why don't you start four? with your Jeez. Okay. Mentions? I only had two. It was TJ was one because I really felt like I really wanted to put TJ in here, but I, the only reason I bumped him down out of there was because, well, it was, it was really tough. I'd really pop him up there and be like, those are my four blue Rangers above and beyond any of the other ones but i feel like i have to put an honorable mention in here or people are gonna freak out so like i think coda from power rangers dino charge deserves an honorable mention though i said recently i finished the series which i had not seen all of before but i had originally enjoyed it the first time i'd watched most of it like i'd seen the first season and most of the second season and i was like it's fun but now after having finished Beast Morphers and um, like gone back and watched other seasons and then like I was like, oh, my gosh, you know what? I don't actually think I've seen the end of Dino Charge because they made a reference to like how they stopped um, how they stopped Sledge and uh, not Zeltrax, the Zeltrax suit, the Snide, how they stopped him the last time. And and I'm like, I definitely didn't see this. So I went back and watched it and I, I'm like, it's not. I, I don't want to burst anybody's bubble. Like it's fun, but it's not great. It's like, it's definitely better than what had come out uh, the, for the years before it. I, and it was definitely up there in the Neo Saban like error, but it is for me, it's like, it doesn't really go anywhere. There's nobody. It just kind of is one of those series where it's just episode, episode, episode. And then at the very end, there's like two episodes that have to do with it. So there's no, there's not like a mm-hmm. really, there's not, you know, and Beast Morphers kind of showed how you can kind of really tie in an overarching story in there w- while still being able to have individual episodes all the time. And that's that's when I like Power Rangers the most. But I do also know that the target audience a age range fluctuates. So, like, I know that, like, Megaforce was intentionally aimed at younger audiences. It was, like, from, like, I think the age range, I think they were aiming for, like, that four to six demographic, whereas, like, other ones aim for the eight to ten and stuff like that. And, um... I, I don't know. I, I it's like why I is no like, one aiming for the twenty five to thirty five? Well, they are they are now. That's the thing. So they will in the future. So um, I I just 
I, I, I like the characters on Dino Charge, but just like, like Ivan's great, but nothing really happens with them. But Coda is definitely a standout because one, we know his real life, like devotion to how much he loves Power Rangers. Like he got them all to watch the Japanese show, you know, the Sentai of their source material, but he knows Power Rangers. Like this was his dream to become a Power Ranger. And obviously his brother too, who then became the Blue Ranger in Ninja Steel. Um, but it it's so there's like, for me, he's one of those people that it's almost like a legacy for him. You know, it's like a, it it's, he ties into that franchise so deeply. So if they keep bringing Coda back, that's fine. I like Coda the caveman. It's, it's cute. It's a cute <laughs> gimmick and I'm a fan. I just, it's not it, overall. It's not, it's not one of it. It didn't make the list, you, but honorable. Do you man. think that season would have been stronger for you if you didn't immediately go back to it after finishing beast morphers? Yeah, I think if I had watched it when it was originally on, I think I would have just been like, huh, bold move to have dinosaurs come back, you know, because um, because <laughs> the setup of that is interesting I've got news for you. What? Are dinosaurs oh, back? Uh, well, I'll tell you about it off the air. Um, I don't want to. It might sidetrack things, but yeah, uh, dinosaurs are back. Oh gosh! Okay, it's here actually we go. the new season is called Power Rangers. We're back, a dinosaur story. Yeah, it's just animated like cartoon dinosaurs that come in. Um, John Goodman is one of the Rangers. Yeah, um, I just i i i don't know. Maybe I think it's one that's not standing the test of time as well for me. Um, and that's saying something. I think since it's still fairly new, I still love the suit designs and all that sort of stuff. And like I said, I like Coda being the caveman. It's just one that's a very, the episodes are just so like, I, I when I go back and I rewatch Power Rangers, I watch the ones that have the overarching stories. It'll be in space. The reason why I'm watching Lost Galaxy is because I want to see, you know, that story with like Leo and Mike and then Kendricks to Corone and all that sort of stuff. I wanted to get back into that. I'll watch RPM again because that's really, really deep and all that story stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I like those ones for me, I think stand out better because they have something to kind of go back to. The other ones are great for like popping on the TV. If you just watch them one off, I think, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, you know, and I don't mean to offend anybody. If it's your favorite season, that's great. I don't, I'm not trying to take anything away from that. Well, I, I mean, I think you watch and you and I both watch Power Rangers differently than I watch, say, like Supernatural or X-Files. Like my favorite episodes of X-Files or Supernatural are like those kind of like one-off Monster of the Week episodes that don't have any of the mythology stuff. Um, and I, I don't know why that is. Like, I don't know, like maybe Power Rangers is just at its strongest when you have like some sort of like cohesive through line. And you're able to clearly see these characters develop. Whereas like with X-Files or Supernatural, like those one-off episodes, I think are very good for like character moments. And you really get to see like how they would normally act when they're not dealing with like these like omnipresent like forces or like outer forces, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, but, we do um, need the one-off. I, I, I don't dislike those one-off. I just, I want, I want some, I want something. I want lore. I want something to pull me into the lore. I read today, by the way, that was interesting that I don't know that I knew that I thought about it before. Not that I didn't know it. I just never like sat and thought about it. There is only one Morphin grid. So it, it's, it, it is interdimensional. So, cause somebody, 
was saying, referencing RPM, and they were trying to say, well, because of the events of like Beast Morphers, does that mean that RPM, or does that mean that Beast Morphers could take place in the RPM, uh, the RPM side of things? And I was like, oh, I hadn't actually thought of that. And they were saying that, no, that doesn't necessarily mean that because. Uh, because there is only one morphing grid. Technically, if you could get into the morphing grid, you'd be able to travel from dimension to dimension. Like that's that's part of and I was like, I wonder, it's really fascinating to me. I wonder if that would like be something they could touch on later, like and flesh out more. I mean, like I feel like you get some of that like con conceptual stuff with like when we did Shattered Grid, or like when we read Shattered Grid, we didn't actually make it. I don't know if people know that we didn't make it. Um but when we read Shattered Grid, like they, the idea of like going to all these different ranger teams and things like that, and then like how things are directly affecting other elements. And then like your kind of like favorite ending line with that is like things are put back together, but they're never going to match the way that they should. So mm-hmm. things are different and splintered and things like that. So I, I wonder if like the TV show could even do something with that to kind of like not necessarily tie everything together, but to at least give them more stuff to play with. That would be interesting. Yeah. Um, Maybe that'll come in the, uh, in the form of the new adult show, but you know, or not adult show, the non kids show, you know, or, or something or in this new, this new, uh, um, this new terror venture, this new, yeah. What do they call terror venture in the comics? Prometheus? Prometheus. Prometheus. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, Um, Are we ready for my honorable mentions? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, I want to say, like, we'll start with a serious one. Uh, Flynn from RPM, I think, is is really great. Uh, I think he's just, he seems like a very nice, like, jovial sort of character, but he also, like, his kind of through line of just like he was inspired by superheroes and comic books and he always just wanted to be a superhero sort of thing. And like, he got to become a power ranger. Like, I don't know. There's something cute about that. But um, when I think about RPM, there's like specific moments that I, that stick into my mind. A lot of it is like the, the race to the dome city and stuff, or like um, there's him with the bus for some reason that I remember consistently. And I think that's either, that's probably that's before they get their powers or is that, did they lose their powers? It's got to be before. Um, and RPM? No. Yeah, I think it's before. Like, he's just saving a, a busload of people. Yeah, that that's before they had powers. Because he, he, he so, shows up in the dome with the bus, I believe. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I, I really like Flynn. Like, I think he's just... I don't know. There's also his accent, I think, is really um, charming. No, I'm I, a, I am. I am. A, I thought of him, too, because I was like, oh, I like him, too. You know, I'm a fan. Um, I'll allow it. Some comic stuff. Uh, the Blue Emissary, I think, is interesting. I don't think it fits on a list of, like, best Power Rangers, but I think, like, honorable mention thing, because the Blue Emissary, I think, is um, for comic-wise stuff. Like, if you aren't aware, there there's, like, the three emissaries of, like, the Morphin Grid. Like, they're just constantly fluctuating between different colors are like versions of those colors of rangers and there's like the yellow the the red and the blue um but the blue one i think sticks around or shows up more frequently um so i think like there's just something to the prominence of that and then what they end up doing 
within the storylines in the comics, I think is interesting. Um, the uh, most recent one that you and I have talked about that I think um, is, it's a shame that they didn't make my top three, but it's Leonardo, the Ninja Turtle. Oh, jeez! As the blue uh, turtle ranger. <laughs> and then the last one, because um, I know how much you wanted to put Justin on your list. Um, but Justin, the robot blue turbo ranger. Bless is my last one. What? There was, there's an episode where Justin has a robot of himself who morphs for a bit. And becomes a Blue Ranger, but then they just send him off to help Zordon on Eltar. So wait, he... is it like a fully functioning human being? Like it looks like him as a human, or is it just a yes. robot in this Power Ranger suit? It's it's a it's a fully. Oh my god! Control. There's two Justins in the universe. Good yeah, but one's cool. One's a robot, and one gets to hang out with Zordon on Eltar. But wait. Does that mean uh, Zordon's gone, bro? Does that mean Justin got beaten, got left too? I wonder. At least Robot Justin did, or is Robot Justin responsible for what happens to Zordon? Well, <laughs> that's terrible. I'm never gonna probably ever rewatch Turbo. Well, I don't. I'm not gonna say that because someday I wanted to watch the whole show from beginning to end, and it just I stumbled on Turbo. I got into Turbo, and I was like, oh, I can't do this again. <laughs> Um, and I basically skipped it, but someday, someday. That's probably wise. It. I was. I had a good, a good ramp going there, and now I'm like, eh. so now I'm just kind of skipping around. But yeah. Anyway, I feel like these are. We had some pretty solid choices on here. Mm-hmm. And um, we didn't like do a lot of retread. Like a lot of the times when we come up with these lists and we don't discuss them beforehand we have a lot of like overlapping stuff we only had one overlap yeah outright so that's pretty good and i feel like it was one that's probably was bound to happen i mean billy is a pretty Mm -hmm. iconic i mean the the whole original team is iconic so Mm -hmm. um but but i can also understand why later you know maybe somebody people who are younger than us are kind of like man you know, like they they're it's like uh, it's like Star Trek, you know, when you pick like your favorite Star Trek, it's usually the one that brings you into the series. Like what what got you in? Right. You know, for me, it's like Voyager. And some people are like, no, I just didn't like Voyager. And, and yeah, I, you know, or next generation. See, yeah, I mean, I, re- I watched next generation when I was a little kid, but it was like I really got into Star Trek when it was Voyager. And then I watched all of Enterprise and I like the Discovery show and. Um, obviously Picard and all that stuff, and so I'll, I'll just keep going. I'll keep watching it all now. I've watched the original, some of the original series, not every episode, but um, I think that's kind of like Power Rangers. Kind of has that that that's the show I always kind of think of it as, where it's like kind of the same universe, but there's not really a ton of tread over overlay. Always, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh yeah so this that's just our list though too this this is just us saying like for us these are our top five like or top five top three blue rangers and um i i'm really curious like people out there uh listener one listener um who you would say wow. your top, top three <laughs> ma uh your top three blue rangers are so i i send us an email podcastrangers at gmail.com uh, the Twitter is there. I got to get better about checking it. And um, 
You know, I, I want to know. I feel, yeah, I was like, at this point, I feel like it's like, I want to set up a post office box, but have it be only accept like scrolls from a messenger. Like it can't mm-hmm. come through the Pony Express. And no, uh, we're, we're yeah. past that. Yeah. I, I want us to keep going backwards. So, um, but yeah, thank you, Ken, for doing this list with me. Hey, and, thank you. You know, and I approve of your choices. So this one time, oh, finally, finally, finally it happened. Finally, finally. it happened. Uh, finally, some approval in your fun. life. Uh, uh, but yeah, th- thank you everybody out there for listening. And we'll be back with another episode of Podcast Rangers.